everybody. Welcome back to During Business Hours. This is Chris. Today we have Fong Vo, business owner, media director, extraordinaire. How are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, thanks, thanks for, for having me on, by. Chris. Yeah, no, it's great to see you. Let's get her started. The way I know you originally, we'll get started mm-hmm. there, is the Happy Neighborhood Project. Mm-hmm. You came into the store, what was it, 2015, 2014? No, actually it was like 2019. 2019? Yeah. It might have been 2018. Though. Yeah, definitely was, not 2015 because I was still in college. <laughs> it, was, it was so long ago in my head because I, I remember the kid that was working here. Mm-hmm. I went to school in 2018, and that that was our uh, admin at the time. And he went to college, and then I was living in a townhome down the street. So mm-hmm. it was like I remember that and going home and having that damn sticker that was so huge. Yeah. This is like this. You knew a place was in Happy Neighborhood Project because of that sticker. Right. And it was like a, almost like a Barney color. <laughs> um, but it's it's so iconic. It's kind of like you know a Yelp sticker when you see right. it. Right. And I understand why you guys marketed it that way. That damn sticker I still see on stores and oh, places. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's a big business. Definitely. But I was wondering, because like post-2020, what you guys were doing. And then I saw your post, and I'm like, man, so he's he's doing pretty well. He's doing like his own thing. Um, but you're still with Happy Neighborhood Project to this day. So what's your stake in that company? Are you a, a part owner? Do you have a, 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 a plan with them to be like a CEO at some point or like a, a regional manager in some aspect? What's the idea with that one? Yeah, so um, I'm working, you know, both uh, places. So I have... Um, my own business, Fongfo Media, that I started last year uh, on my birthday, July 13th. Oh, nice. Happy uh, birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So um, so I do that full-time, and then I also um, uh, do Happy Neighborhood full-time. And so during the pandemic, it uh, we pivoted mm-hmm. because the old model that we had was not sustainable, you know, trying to be a competitor to Yelp. Yeah. So um, how we pivoted was we started seeing a need because we, we would – do the networking events, you know, kind of like the yeah. Chamber of Commerce, they would do like an in-person networking event, right? Again, coffee hours. Yeah. Right, exactly. But then everything stopped, right? All the networking events stopped. So we thought, okay, well, people still need a network, you know, like how are we going to network now? We can't do it in person because, you know, you can't, back then, if everybody remembers, um, you can't have gatherings more than a certain amount of people, right? Yeah, the restrictions. Oh, yeah, they were pretty rough. So, um, so we thought, well, let's try it on Zoom. So we threw a, uh, a networking event on Zoom and it got, did pretty well. You know, it had like over 100 people on the event. People were like, "Huh, this is kind of neat. Like, I don't have to leave my house. I can stay in my pajamas and network with people, you know, <laughs> Imagine. right. And it was supposed to be a one time event. Right? Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be like a ongoing thing. So they're like, hey. I wonder if people really were in their pajamas. <laughs> Probably. <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> uh. Um, it reminds me of the the Twitter space, or what was that app that people had? Uh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yep. yeah. I was on oh, that for man. a little bit. Everyone yeah. was so hyped about Clubhouse, oh, yeah. and now you never see anybody post about it anymore. Because exactly. it was exclusive, invite only, mm-hmm. only on uh, iPhone, Yeah, and you had to know somebody was in it, and they had to have a certain amount of invites. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that died. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Um, I think uh, there's definitely you know more competition like Twitter Spaces. You know, oh, it's yeah. pretty hot. Um, I've been using Twitter a lot recently, so um, I'm getting more into it. But I'm, I'm starting to pull back just because Elon went in with his 54 or 60 billion dollars, mm-hmm. and now every time I'm there, it seems like the mechanics are going down, and then the costs are rising. Like mm-hmm. people, people are spending the $8 using Twitter Blue, not using Twitter Blue, mm-hmm. claiming some escape. 
I'm wondering how he's going to turn that around. Even Apple pulled out of their advertising. Mm-hmm. Like you can't run that $50 billion company without people paying for goods or services. Right. Where's the money coming from? Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to put t- so much time and build a, a following on there if they're not going to be around in two right. years. Yeah. So um, I found that to be a difficulty because everyone says Twitter is the place to go if you want to put out the news or put out interesting content. If it's not all dancing and food, re- uh, mm-hmm. what is it, food reviews. Yeah. I'm like, dang it. That's just not the place now. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting uh, to see him pull it around. I think the thought around like having a Twitter blue mm-hmm is having a subscription model where he's not reliant on advertisers because uh, it's a risky business. You know, oh, one yeah. advertiser decides to pull out for whatever reason, could be the economy or maybe they don't agree with you on something, um, then you're at the mercy of them, right? Exactly. But if you have a lot of people paying like a Netflix price, if like a few people drop off, that's okay, yeah. you know? So well, I think- just raise their rates too. Yeah, so. yeah, Netflix. And, but going back to um, Happy Neighborhood, so we pivoted- uh, after people were like, hey, why don't you create weekly networking events? You know, instead of just having one event, just create it every week. So we started doing it every week. And then people from outside of the area started attending. They're like, hey, we want one in, you know, Georgia. We want one in um, Nevada. So we scaled all the networking events to over 50 events every single week. That's it's yeah. still ongoing. Yeah. Nice. Across, um, I think it's around 30 states and uh, f- uh, four to five countries. So we're in like uh, uh, the UK, we're in Australia, you know, we're in um, Canada. So um, yeah, that's so. So the pandemic was actually really good for happy. So now it's it's heavily focused on that kind of community. You pay a one-time fee yearly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's like a networking um, event. You can attend for free, but Mm -hmm. if you want some additional benefits, kind of like a you know subscription, where if you want additional benefits, you could sign up um, with a membership. And then um, there's, uh, we also last year launched a co-op, like a cooperative. Are you familiar with co-ops? I'm, I'm familiar with co-ops. I didn't yeah. see that Happy Neighborhood, because I still follow the page. I just mm-hmm. didn't see the uh, the post. Mm-hmm. So what type of co-op are you guys launching? Yeah, it's like a business co-op. So, um, you know, if you think about some of the biggest companies in the world, they're co-ops like mm-hmm. Visa. Not many people know, but Visa is a co-op. So what that means is that every, you know, either year or quarter, the company will give back, think of it as a dividend, but almost like a little percentage back to its members, Mm -hmm. the share members, or like a a credit union, right? We have safe credit union, they give a certain amount of their revenue back to their uh, members. Whether it's two or 4%, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's very, it's pretty nominal. Um, Last quarter, someone made like 350 bucks, you know, so it's it's pretty decent. Um, So like that, uh, the co-op is called the happy co-op. So we, we launched that last year and it's doing pretty well. Yeah. So do you guys still have the, uh, the Yelp esque, uh, what was it? Check-in and view scale online where people can search for what they want. Cause mm-hmm. at the time we were just a repair store. We didn't right. do accessories, et cetera. We were just electronics repair, cell phone mm-hmm. repair. Yeah. And I know we had such a trouble getting the, the website to say we were under the right category. Mm-hmm. And so it was conflicting. I'm like, why am I paying for this? So I was that shitty customer. It was like, no, 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 I want my money back. Right. I was so angry. And uh, I was young. I was stupid. I was like, 200 bucks broke my wallet back then. It was mm-hmm. so long ago. Mm-hmm. I, I was so angry in the moment that I was like, bad email. Mm-hmm. Do the shitty thing. 
And, I, and I, I, one of the reasons I'm like, man, I want to apologize. It was really crappy at the time. And I know you weren't the, the cause of it. So I, I know it was probably stressful for you because I know uh, your boss got involved, called me. It was like, how can we make this right? And I'm like, I just want my money back. It mm-hmm. wasn't working. Because uh, I think we went like six months without checking it and just telling people we were part of the Happy Neighborhood Project. But we didn't uh, focus on it. We didn't. Mm-hmm similar to Yelp where we're like, yeah, we're on there, mm-hmm. but we didn't maintain it. We didn't think that it was the the source of revenue that right. it should have been. So if we would have done that from day one, I think we would have went in and been like, Oh, we're on the wrong category. Mm-hmm. Fixed it. Right. Simpler. But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting moment, but mm-hmm. we've stayed, uh, friends on Facebook oh, yeah. and I've seen what you've done and you're doing basically motivational seminars, teaching, coaching, right? Yeah, so um, I do uh, teaching. So every month I have a master class where I'm teaching people social media. Mm-hmm. So a lot of business owners, as you know, um, oh. need to be on social media. You know, that's where the attention is. It's like pulling teeth. Oh yeah, it's, I mean uh, the so average hard. the average consumer they're spending about two hours and twenty seven minutes a day on social media. God, let me see what my screen time is when you say that. Oh yeah. So um, and then you know it could be higher, it could be lower, but. Um, that's where all the attention is. So if you think of, if you're like running a business, you're thinking, okay, where's the consumer's attention and how can I get their attention? And so well, what is it? I, uh, my daily average right now is seven hours and three minutes of screen time. All right, there you go. As a business owner, right. apparently 20% from last week. But I'm going to add, my kids are probably a little bit worse uh, <laughs> when I go home. They leave, like I had my phone on... Um, YouTube kids for like eight hours and didn't even notice. And it was like data warning. <laughs> um, so I, I need to set app limits. I'm just not that guy. How many uh, kids do you have? I have two now. Okay. Um, nice. Since you saw me last, I got married uh, to a lovely woman who had a, a two year old daughter in mm-hmm. the last four and a half years. That's been my child. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had a son in 2020 and he's just been hell. I'm telling you, if I could give him away, I would. Uh, he, no, I'm just kidding. But he, he is uh, a walking uh, nutcracker. Huh. I'm going to say that in the most lovely way. He just loves to run up and pop daddy in the, in the, <laughs> the gentleman. It's so funny. That's <laughs> it's, hilarious. It, it's so funny. He's just wow. like, fight, pop. Or he'll just run up and give like a hammer fist and All right. pop. <laughs> And sorry for the mic, uh, but he is one of those kids that's destructive because uh-huh. he's got a big sister that you know does everything she wants. Right. So it's so funny. Nice. Uh, you happen to have any siblings? Yeah, I do. I have uh, three uh, younger siblings. I'm the oh. oldest. Oh, you're yeah. the oldest. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to be the wise one. Right. Exactly. See, I, was I have the youngest. to be a little temper. <laughs> I, I was the one who got to do everything I wanted. Right. Exactly. And it was so much easier. Yeah. But for the, uh, the oldest, I do not sympathize. My daughter is going to have to take care of him and watch mm-hmm. what he does, show a good example. What nowadays is probably hard with kids because right. they watch everything from YouTube anyway. Exactly. Um, so what's your goal with the the, the masterclass, the, mm-hmm. the social media motivation, yeah. trying to get people online? Mm-hmm. So um, the masterclass is completely free. So I do it every month, um, kind of like a service to educate people. Um, so, you know, like I have... I've had you know hundreds of people go through the class, and um, the biggest takeaway is just preparing them for what's next. You know, so the title of the class is called "How to Use Social Media Marketing in 2023." 
So like I, I teach them like how to stay ahead before 2023 comes. And once 2023 comes, I'm gonna give them, you know, extra um, sort of knowledge that way they can stay ahead of 2023. And so the goal is to educate them so that way they can use social media better and grow their business. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate goal. Um, so uh, I also have, I get content from that too. So oh, that's yeah. kind of like a content play. So I do this one hour recording. I teach people this too in my class. It's kind of funny. I was like, start your own class. You're, you're knowledgeable in your, your field. If you're an accountant, do a one hour class where you're teaching people about accounting, how to avoid mistakes, um, you know, tax mistakes, how to stay ahead of your taxes, taxes. you know, ex uh, ex expenses you can, you know, um, uh, take out from your business. Oh, so yeah. things like that. And so then now you have this one hour recording that you can chop it up into Content, you know, 10 yeah. minute clip. I mean like uh, 10 one minute clips that you can now post on social media, build awareness for your business. So not only am I teaching people and educating them, building goodwill, you know, it feels good, mm -hmm. but also I now have content that I can now use for my business, you know? So um, that's the goal of uh, the class. So reels or TikTok? What would you what would you tell somebody doing content? Would you say Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, mm -hmm. or TikTok? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, people ask me all the time, like, what platform should I be on? And so, um, first of all, the more platforms you can be on, the better. It's so hard, it's right? So hard. It, and it's hard. I, know, I tell everybody, <laughs> just being on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook Shorts, Live. Mm -hmm is I, I already run three companies right trying to do that is a nightmare yeah it, it's talk about free time so exactly we have, like i said before people in armenia that deal with the editing and the posting mm -hmm. and then i have people in india that deal with the seo side of stuff right and boy trying to deal with three companies and then three countries is a nightmare at oh times. yeah like, i get it we had a, a video go up on wednesday you laugh you lose it was missing the title card the keywords mm -hmm. And the intro, <laughs> but it was, you know, two minutes, but we had posted it and rendered it. And uh, I just didn't have time to oversee and double check. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, put it out, put it out. It's simple reaction video that we do. Uh, one interview, one reaction, and one content video. We're currently with uh, a big story about a processing company that's stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from people. Mm. And... Uh, our layout is pretty consistent. You know, we didn't post or share this podcast for the first year. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get it under our belt, figure out what we needed to do, how to make the content, how to build it, basically. Mm -hmm. And we had a bit of fear that people were going to be like, oh, it's stupid, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of like, yeah, we don't give a shit. Right. You know? But that's what you build that confidence exactly. where you can see the first two videos I made where I'm just like holding my breath, don't want to hear anything, don't right. want to have the popping. Um, getting the mic and everything ready was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And nowadays it's it's much easier on the back end for oh, yeah. processing. It's like building muscle, you know? It's, it's like you keep working at it and eventually it's going to grow. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have time to work out with the kids right now. But yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so going back to your question, like where should be people be posting? The more places, the better. And I would tell people that marketing is the number one thing that business owners need to focus on in their business. If you're not marketing your business, eventually you're gonna go out of business, you know? Um, Black Friday shows that to everybody. I was right. on another interview the other day with a guy who generates hundreds of thousands of dollars on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. And we're one of the, the few that probably, it's usually a 20 or $30,000 day, mm -hmm. just the day. It covers the month basically, because right. we'll make, what is it, like two to four grand a day, it's a good day. 
but man, it was a zero to what's the, what's the idea? 180 from where we thought mm-hmm. like a full reversal. It was nothing like the celebration it should have been. Right. And then all the stories come out the next day that uh, 70% of Americans didn't go on black Friday wow. or, uh, you know, almost it was like 90% of people said, no, I'm not, I'm going to wait for the online sales. And then mm-hmm. the online sales didn't do so well. Right. Um, but even that, you know, guru for black Friday still made decent money because right. he apparently upped all his marketing mm-hmm. to new methods, uh, new billboards, those digital billboards, which I had not even heard of until that, uh, interview, mm-hmm. but, uh, traditional media is just not working the no, same The newspaper, the, the postcards, mm-hmm. the dropping off at your carrier stores for what we do. It's, it's not going to last, right. you know, and old school is not, uh, it's losing the new school. Right. Exactly. Um, it's similar to what we're doing with the podcast. We're not doing any, uh, like paid ads or boost mm-hmm. ads yet. Cause we want to, you know, the, the people we're collecting now or the people we are listening, viewing, subscribing are more loyal. Right. You, know, you build that up a couple thousand people yeah. mm-hmm. and they tend to be there through the, the strides. You right. Know? So, um, I think that's the route we're going for. Yeah. That's great. Numbers. Yeah, and that's that's where you should be. And I tell people podcasting, webinars, classes, social media content, figure out um, how to build a community and build it online. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I love what you're doing here with the podcast because I teach that in my class too about starting your own podcast. Um, but like if, you know, if a business is not marketing, eventually they're going to lose market t- share to a competitor that is, you know, marketing and being on social media exactly right? somebody doing it faster exactly because if i if you're not posting on social media and let's let's say i need an account right mm-hmm. one account i'm doing my research all right let me find some account near accounts uh, accountants near me so i start doing research i look at their social media pages i see one accountant they're not posting anything so i'm thinking okay well are they out of business you know what's going on here yeah. and i see one another accountant posting every single day or multiple times a day and educating me on what I need to know before I hire them. I'm obviously going to feel a lot more um, trusting of the person that's posting content. It's right? active. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, that's what, you know, you need to be doing now, as far as like what platforms, if you can't be on all of them, which I totally am empathetic to, then start with one and start with the one that's going to give you the, uh, the most results. So if you're a B2B business, so your cl- um, clients are other business owners, then you should be on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is the number one professional, uh, net, you know, social media network. Now Do they allow for like videos, content, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Vi- video, written pictures. Yeah. All of it. I, I remember LinkedIn being just like, uh, it was your title card, your info, basically right. your resume. Yeah. And then you had to have emails or mm-hmm. recommendations for other people. Yeah. And so it was a, almost like a Rolodex that mm-hmm. was digital. Yeah. And I never used it past there. I probably have an old account from <laughs> when I was 22 on LinkedIn. Wow. God, that's crazy. Yeah. That. It used to be more for like jobs. I'm going there to find a job. And then uh, it's transitioned to more of like a social media company. So people are really going there to see content now. Oh, nice. Yeah, so um, B2B businesses should be on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn heavily because I oh, you work with- You other ones, yeah. Yeah, I work with other business owners, helping them with their social media. And then um, if you're like in the B2C space, you know, like yourself, mm-hmm. who's targeted more for like your everyday consumer, then TikTok is the number one platform right now. They actually surpass Google 
Oh, really? Um, yeah, as the number one most used platform. So more people are watching TikTok videos than they are that Googling. That scares me. Isn't that crazy? That scares me. Oh, yeah. Because they just came out, uh, I think it was a couple of months ago. I don't know if you saw the headline where even the people in TikTok were saying, well, we have to check with Beijing or mm-hmm. our higher ups. Yeah. And the info is definitely a, a one-way street where it's going there. It's not like it's going and coming. We can't right. see what they're doing with it. Um but it's scary to think that they can change or alter the algorithm Mm -hmm. in different countries. Right. Because as we all know, the content is a lot dumber here in the U S you go to Canada, you go to China, you go to the UK. It's a different area. Definitely. Um, Even I think if you go down South to Mexico instantly, it's a different algorithm, Mm -hmm. even if it's your phone. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. Yeah. I heard, I heard that too. I heard that in China that their own TikTok is um, a little different. Yeah, it's and more learned. I yeah, it's more yeah. learning. It's like um, they promote videos that are like around engineering mm-hmm. and being an astronaut and like Physical science, fitness, right? Yeah. Like stuff that's productive to society, yep. um, which I think is great. You know, like um, it's great to see things that motivate people to become more and become a be- better version of themselves, right? Well, Instead of watching dancing. just pranks. Yeah. yeah Instead dancing, of watching pranks and dancing uh, videos. and Was it the Nerf guns, the Orbeez? Right. And now uh, I'm moving to the Midwest. I don't know if you've seen my posts. Really? Uh, so wow. I'm, I'm moving to Oklahoma on the 20th of this month. Really? And uh, so probably by the time this comes out, it'll be less than a week. So yeah, it'll be four days till the move. Wow, that's great. Um, so life is changing. Uh, so we're getting rid of seven here and then we're moving everything that's online over there because living out Midwest is a fraction of the cost. Mm. So I pay $2,600 for rent here. Mm. I was going to buy in 2020 and then the market kind of shifted and I'm like, I'll wait. So we bought out there Mm. for a $65,000 home is six bedrooms, two baths. What? $65,000 house for six bedrooms? is a million three. Right. That's a, That's a 20. It's in crazy. That is crazy. Um, the population you know, difference is a 10th of what Sacramento or mm. Carmichael is. So we're, we're, you know, smaller town, right? But I'm an hour away from everything I need. Yeah. And we have fiber optic internet with wow. speeds of one terabyte. So it's crazy. Anybody wants to see me, there's a zoom call. There's uh, nice. sending videos much quicker. Wow. But the, I'm going to miss you here, dude, man. Yeah. I know everyone keeps saying that. And I'm yeah. like, you can come out. Trust me. <laughs> right. California's fallen into the water in some degree. <laughs> um, not to get into politics, but man, the cost of living here is just exponentially more expensive. Right. And I know that once my kids come of age, it'll be even more expensive for them if Definitely. something doesn't change. Yeah. So I'd much rather them grow up in an easier environment and not have to risk anything. Because mm-hmm. um, here there's a lot of trouble with the schooling systems. There's a lot of trouble with the homelessness. And we've had some issues with uh, a burglary with homeless. Wow. We've had a vandalism with homeless. And uh, it's scary to think about. But we have relatives out there, so it'll make it an easy transition. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and... Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. We have a, a whole retail space that's 4,000 square feet Wow! for $800 a month. That's it. That's, that's amazing. Uh, half of what I pay here for a quarter of the space. Right. So that's 5%, 10% of what we technically pay. Yeah. Um, Here's a question for you, though. Do you think the demand is, you know, you said it's a tenth of the population of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So is the demand, you know, still going to match the demand that you have here? Or oh, you- absolutely not. Yeah. Like, what we're making here, I'll probably make, 
if I make a tenth, as mm-hmm. long as it covers the bills, right. then I can live quite happy. Yeah, I don't care about making it rich out there because I don't have the cost of living that needs rich. Right. Here, I need rich because to take a vacation to Disney, right? Family of four, I need eight thousand dollars. Yeah, so that means I need to put in. God, I would say, on average, I need to put in ten thousand to make four thousand. Right? Yeah. That, that's a good week's worth of return on the side businesses that I have. So I'm like, okay, I'll make forty percent of my money, and that's two whole weeks I need to bust my ass after hours, right. not with my family, to have a weekend with my family at yeah. Disney. That's not a good return. Mm-hmm. But if I can sell some stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm have a, a retail commercial location that I can store everything at. And it's a, a pretty happy lifestyle, yeah. mainly moving everything online, which is one of the reasons why we're That's doing great. so much content. Exactly. And uh, so like our made by love store and our love family enterprise is all going to be there. Nice. And it's easier to do business in Oklahoma because most people understand the, the ranch or family lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, we're selling something. We're making something. I'm like, yeah, let me throw out this dove. I'll take your products. Yeah. Let's offer it to the locals. And then they all talk like uh, a group chat you'd never seen. Right. If Sally knows, then Jimmy oh, two towns yeah. over knows mm-hmm. like that. And it's it's almost like they all have wire cans from the oldies. <laughs> breaker, breaker, one night. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a quick system. Mm-hmm. I swear it's almost like, uh, what is it? Psychic. Psychic. Yeah. They all just know. Yeah. It's like a hive sale, mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sale at Walmart. Right. Boom. They're all after the boots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but small town, Western stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting, man. It'll Not be new. You. I got to take out and make sure all the Yeezys are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause there's going to be snow. So now I got to, uh, grab snow boots, a damn shovel and, uh, a mower that wow. I didn't have to have here. So that's about all I need. Yeah. And then we got a uh, basement now. So wow. That tornadoes everyone warns about. Really? Hmm. But Midwest. So there's going to be earthquakes and then you have uh, fire and riot here. And then you have tornadoes out there. I'll take tornadoes. Yeah. Act of God. Let's, let's go ahead. There's always going to be something wherever you go, yeah. you know. Um, but so with your shop right now, do you guys, do can people like ship over their phone well, so the electronics it. will still be here. The Love okay. to Fix will mm-hmm. still stay here. Okay. There's too many employees to try and be like, right. eh, bye. Yeah. Um, but that is, it makes enough to pay everybody, make a little bit on the side, pay its taxes, have a good day. Right. Um, but if I shut that down, then that's kind of like shutting off a, a faucet of a little bit of free money. Right. Because it's already established. Exactly. I wouldn't want to move it. Right. Um, unless the landlord keeps upping the but that's uh, then you can only do so much right. and then start moving. But I'll be here every couple of months because mm-hmm. my daughter, her biological father, uh, uh, gets a visitation every few months. Got it. So we'll drive back, make a road trip of it, and drive back. I'll stay here mm-hmm. three, four days while she has the visitation. Yeah. Um, well, what I mean is like, um, I know this company called uh, Sell Your Mac. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, they're kind of like, if you think about it, they're a little digital because mm-hmm. people can ship their iPhone from anywhere to their facility and they fix it and then ship it back. Yeah, we do the know? same. With, oh, you do uh, the same. Yeah, B, okay. we also have a B2B option, but okay. we've toned down B2B because mm-hmm. almost everyone on, um, we do something like micro soldering, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's starting to do it. Everyone's advertising it now. So it's it's not really needed in the industry as mm-hmm. much. And so on the customer end, 
we're charging less for what most people are starting charging. Mm. And so we're like, we'll just maintain it. It's fine with us. We're still making enough. Right. I hate the idea of like charging the premium out the gate for what we don't know or we're right. not proficient or experts at. Mm. There's too many devices to know everything about everything. Right. Unless you're just doing iPhone repairs or you're just doing Android repairs, mm. you're not the guy. Right. You're one of the guys. Mm. So most of our stuff is pretty like standard with the industry of like pricing and availability right. and uh, they can ship, they can ship back to from, I think we do Canada, US, Mexico, um, but all that is going to be handled by Eric, luckily. Got so it. I'll be hands off, no longer the operator, right. free and clear that's, to operate feels nice. out of the state. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I mean, um, not even the B2B, like, do you, is it... Um, do you guys have like other people, like just consumers, like everyday consumers being able to ship stuff to your office? Like let's say yeah. they live in Nevada and then they hear about you online. Are they able to like ship their phone? Yeah, if they you? go to our website, right. they'll fill out a form and then we'll send them a shipping label. Got it. So nice. they can print it out at home, slap it on a box. The biggest issue with that, the liability is... Stolen. U USPS. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people write phone or like tablet on there. Wow. They will get it stolen. Oh, no. It'll be destroyed in pa or mispackaging. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows how to wrap bubble wrap around right. anything. And <laughs> I tell people, cases and screen protectors are like condoms. Mm -hmm. It's ninety nine percent, but you got to know how to use it. Right. <laughs> protect yourself at all times. Right. But boy, it's only going to deflect ninety nine point nine percent. It's a good rate, but that one person, it's more like gets the crappy case and they right. take up so many people's percentage because they bought the crappy case mm -hmm. and now everyone else is, is screwed. Right. Um, that makes sense. So what's the, what's the plan for, uh, for Fong media? Oh, Fong media. Yeah. yeah. So, um, my mission in life is to impact billions of people, you know, in my lifetime. And so I thought, okay, well, how can I do that? And one of the ways, um, is just using my strengths and my skills to help business owners, but also my uh, my vision is by 2026, I'm going to be providing services to nonprofit organizations at a heavily discounted rate. So that way we can help them market and grow their nonprofit, build brand awareness, and now they're getting more funding for their nonprofits and that way they can help more people. So through my service, I'm able to help nonprofits and indirectly help other people people that they serve right and is it strictly social media yeah so right now we're just working with for-profit companies so the nonprofit stuff is not going to happen until 2026 because right now we still need to build the foundation the to where exactly yeah. to be able to actually help nonprofits yeah. right we like we can't just go right off the bat and start helping nonprofits like that um and so right now it's building that foundation building um you know, the organization, and then eventually launching that later. So uh, what we do with Flongvo Media is we provide organic social media um, uh, services for small businesses. Mm -hmm. It could be B2C companies, it could be B2B companies, but we create original content for them. So, you know, for example, if someone wants to create a podcast, we'll help them do that on Zoom, and then we'll help them record it. You know, they we help them interview people, and then we take that content and then we chop it up into smaller pieces. And then you video, put it out. Yeah. yeah, video. But we also take out the transcription. So we'll make another post. We post a video and then we post the words that were said in the, the video. The caption, yeah. Right, the captions. So that's, you now like stretch the content, right? Oh, yeah. Dra drain it for everything, oh, yeah. I understand. And then, the and that's then, one of the hard parts <laughs> about this is like trying to make shorts. 
uh, on the interviews mm-hmm. or the, uh, the you laugh, you loses is so difficult because mm-hmm. there's not so many like gotcha moments. Right. It has to become more motivational. Exactly. You know, it kind of gets hard there because there's so many people doing it and it's a saturated field. Definitely. But the, uh, the YouTube shorts is so, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. I run a, a separate uh, vlog channel just for clips that I get for family, friends, whatever. And we had a, a, a video of me and my daughter fighting. It was so funny. <laughs> But that went skyrocketed wow. on YouTube. That's amazing. It was like 25,000 views in the That's first amazing. day. And still only one subscriber. I was like, that's the content. So every right. 25, that's a pretty good case study for a really funny comedy clip. Mm-mm. 25,000 viewers, you get one person that wants to see another clip. Right. So I'm like, yeah, that's the way the 100,000 for. Yeah. 200,008, so on and so forth. I'm thinking about it. I'm like a million views that's only, what is that? 80 people mm-hmm. on the high end that'd be interesting but hard to do yeah definitely and that's why i tell people if you want to go viral um you can't predict virality you can't say this is going viral or this is going viral you just have to create a lot of volume mm-hmm. and put it out there and then by putting a lot of bottom you uh, volume you increase your chances of going viral right yeah. because there's going to be at least one that goes viral and so one of our um, partners we call all of our clients partners mm-hmm. um their company is called foodum so they provide in-home um, chef services to busy uh, parents. And so like you're busy, you're like, I don't want to cook. I don't want to order out, take out because it's unhealthy. I'm going to have my a- biggest problem is damn. So my son's addicted to chicken and French fries. Right. But he looks like a uh, like a five star runner. He's so <laughs> tiny, but right. he's long. Uh, and so he's like, oh, French fries. <laughs> so my wife's like, oh, you know, running late. Don't right. want to cook. Yeah. Especially during the last couple of months planning the move. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm just like, no, yeah, lunchtime, let's grab Togos. <laughs> right, exactly. It's much, much more convenient. Oh, yeah. yeah or sushi was next door, and that was a problem. Oh, yeah, now. I remember that. But they've been closed for a long time. <laughs> Luckily, saving me money. Right. Um, so, yeah, the private chef comes over. They, you know, um, do the grocery shopping if you want them to. They cook the meals. very healthy, very nutritious. They clean the dishes and then store your food for you. And so all of this is only, it's pretty affordable. It's, you know, less than $150 a week. You know, which, what? You, yeah, for the, the for like, you know, 30 portions or whatever. So they do it like one day and make $150. Yeah, exactly. That that person is undercharging. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I got a quote for a private chef, mm-hmm. somebody to do just a Sunday, mm-hmm. build out your uh, your meal. I would do the grocery shopping and it was still 800 bucks. Right, wow. That's one week, 800 bucks. That's crazy. Well, you got to use this service. They, they figure out a way to... Um, decrease the price so it's not like it's a platform of chefs so think of it like an uber for chefs they figured out a way to decrease the cost you can choose whatever whoever uh you want that uh to come over to your house to cook for you so they're venture back but um i brought them up because there is a a tiktok video and it went viral Mm -hmm. Uh, so it got 11.2 million views which is their most viral video ever and uh, from that they gained like i think close to 6,000 uh, TikTok followers. But 11.2 million to 6,000, that, that ratio is it's, not that it, high. It's, it's weird with the click-throughs because I started thinking of TikTok as in the shorts and reels. Mm-hmm. I think personally, if I like something, I'll watch it three or four times. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so it's not really a million. Right. It's 250,000 people that are like, okay, let me see that again. And then they get the interest. Or even if they swipe away for a half and they swipe back, they got to count that as two views, right? right. Um, I don't know how often 
I'll be swiping through something and I'll be like, oh, that was kind of interesting. Let me replay it from the beginning. And instead of tapping or being mm-hmm. able to move it, you have to swipe down and swipe up. Yeah. I think everyone knows that trick, mm-hmm. but it gives them another view. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're spending your time, your energy. So that's the, the reward program for your dopamine, I guess. Yeah. But the idea of it is like, how many is a real one-on-one view? Mm-hmm. How do they quantify that? Right. Nobody will figure it out mm. eventually when we have Neuralink. Right. But, um, you know, we can see how many times did you watch that click, click? Mm. Uh, that's a whole separate thing. Right. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday because uh, Elon Musk had the pig hooked up to the diodes. Did you see the... No, I didn't. I heard about something. Uh, he, he is trying to create like an actual eco-skeleton eco kind of like uh, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Circumvent from your head yeah. to your, to I, your I muscles. I know what the Neuralink yeah, is, yeah. But they're close. Mm-hmm. They, they have... Human trials in like, what, six months? Or yeah, something? That's going to be crazy because mm-hmm. if they take a, uh, a person who is handicapped in that way and they get them to walk or do something... That'd be insane. He will never... Nobody will ever second-guess him again. They'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll just turn it off. Right. Like, you can't do anything wrong. He will control the world if he right. creates that. Mm-hmm. So many people will want it. There's so many people... Uh, military use, uh, government use, different countries will want that yeah. capability to map the brain and insert what they want there. Um, and I know there was talk of uh, people using it to see even though their optic nerve is damaged. Mm-hmm. That's the craziest thing. Right. Being able to insert an image in someone's head, then you can start messing with uh, psychology, hypnotherapy, uh, pattern recognition. Right. It's deep. Yeah. Talk about the SAS and all those people trying to hypnotize people mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, do you think it's a positive? Do you think Neuralink is going to be a positive force or a negative force? I think it'll be if they correctly map the brain, I think there's nothing they can, can't control. Mm-hmm. So imagine if they map the brain and they know how to put images in, take images out. They'll know exactly how to get your buttons to say yes, buy, mm-hmm. or no, don't buy, or a convicted criminal to kill somebody or do something stupid or you know, change their ways. But there's endless opportunity to just create the human you want. Right. All of a sudden, you know, make their face uh, lift a little more because mm-hmm. they can stimulate the muscles at all right. times and you'll never know what happened. Imagine an anti-Botox. Mm-hmm. No chemicals, just a little brain surgery. Wow. It'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. It'd be... Uh, Elon Musk is crazy. He is like a elderly Mr. Beast. <laughs> just broken on this record of like, okay, human nature, human nature. Let's improve it. Right. Let's improve it. Let's go to the moon. Let's go to Mars. Why? Mm-hmm. It's... How do you even get into that? He was making money on PayPal. Mm-hmm. That's a whole. Se- <laughs> I don't right. want to get this interview off this, the the rails, mm-hmm. but um, let me get that napkin from you. Oh yeah, sure thing. I think I have more over here. I gotta blow my damn nose. <laughs> okay. I think that scent, that mm-hmm. candle scent, is making us all sniffly. Oh really? I can hear you as well. So I'm like, oh no, <laughs> trash. Um, because it just smells like a mix of vanilla beans and Pop Rocks. <laughs> That's funny. It's intense. I, I left the burner on because I was going to lunch, and I was like, and I didn't actually go to lunch. I got uh, stopped. but mm-hmm. So I turned them up real high. I was trying to melt some wax to recast. Uh, you ever seen Fifth Element? 
I think so. Yeah, it's uh, been a while. Mila Jovovich, Chris uh, Tucker. Yeah, Bruce I think Willis. that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, so I made the stones out of silicone and then cast some candles. Huh. And I was going to sell them. And I was like, oh, you know, I got to get the ratio of the fragrance to the wax. Right. So I found out what the, the exact measurement of the wax was needed per unit and then how much wow. fragrance to use. Well, the first couple of molds, I didn't put the right amount of fragrance. So I had to remelt them down. And then I'm trying to figure out colors. So yeah. once I get the color down for each stone, then I'll be able to bundle it together and sell it. Wow. Um, but it was a lot of math that I did not realize candle making was going to need. Oh, yeah. Usually it's poor, done, poor, done. Mm-hmm. Poor. <laughs> it's easier. But when you're making custom molds, it's a, a bit of a pain. It's yeah. a little more mathematic. That's interesting. Yeah, it seems like, you know, it seems like for you, one of your strengths is like figuring things out. You know, oh, yeah. like like with the phones, it's like you know you pull. I remember first time we met, you were talking about like how you got into it. You know, you were kind of like figuring things out as you go, and like, oh, this is how this part works, and you start pulling it apart. And then now with the candles, it seems like you're starting all over again with in a new field. You know, I have a, a knack for kind of like a ADHD mm-hmm. um, where I focus on something, and I'm like, well, I can do this, mm-hmm. and so I break it down, right. and then I do it and then I'll find something else. So I started with, I really wanted a Superman rug. Mm. And my son, uh, we had hardwoods uh, in all my houses or in my house and all my rooms. And so it was all hardwood and my son was just a baby boy. Mm. And he was six weeks old. And I'm like, if he falls off the bed, he's dead. Yeah. So we bought this like very plush rug. And I was like, well, you know, $200 for this rug that's six feet by two feet. It mm. was real like a runner. It was expensive. Mm. I'm like, I bet I could make one. Right. What, how hard is this? I could just sit here, make a rug, be done with it. Turns out it was like $300 in, in material. Mm. Uh, and then I now can make rugs as many as I like. Mm. And so then my wife's like, you know, I can make body butters because mm. uh, I have eczema on my elbows. Really? So dry elbows, basically. Yeah. And so she made that. And I'm like, well, we could make a business out of this. Next thing you know, you get the LLC, you get the paperwork, you get the uh, the bank account, and you're like, well, shoot. It's like it's its own person. And then you're like, well, we could make this into its thing, and it kind of takes off. And now we have, I think, 20 different SKUs, mm. um, and it's just kind of blown up. It's That's amazing. Accidental. This one was not a petty, like, oh, somebody sold me something mm-hmm. and I did it better. Love to fix was definitely a petty. Like I bought a service from somebody, they did me wrong, and then I did it better. Yeah. Um, not to say that it's better than anyone else, but it was one of those times where I was very petty and young. Right? Oh, I can charge less, do more. Um, but I was not on social media for the first two, three years at all. I I hated Yelp. I hated Facebook posting. I still hate Facebook posting, but that's a whole separate thing. Right. Uh, Facebook just picks and chooses who they want to ban or if you want to run ads. It's very political on the end. Um, But, man, nowadays it seems like you can't do any business without it. Right. And too many people are still working out of their houses. In my industry, for electronics alone, there are people in the the groups and the places that I'm in on social media that are like, well, how do I do this? Mm. Who can help me make a post? Uh, Oh, they love the content we put out, but they don't have the capability to do it. I'm like, man, I any iPhone eight will send or do what you need it to. Right. Um, but having the motivation to actually post yeah. is the problem. I think I shot thirty podcasts mm-hmm. just sitting around talking wow. to Eric the first 
couple of months we were doing this before we paid for microphones and did everything. It was all Arlo footage and cell phones. <laughs> and we didn't post it. It was, right. all right, let's cool. Let's figure this out. And then we made the leap and we're like, this is what we want to do. Um, it's a good release of like creative juice. Definitely. You know, there's, there's a lot to be had on yeah. social media, especially if you're not in like the dark areas where mm -hmm. people are constantly either politicizing everything, right. talking about uh, you know how they're going to change the world through force, mm -hmm. or uh, depressed, right. just wanting to jump off buildings. Um, there's, there's a lot of aspect of like you can make money from it, or you can better somebody from it. Exactly. So I see what you're doing, and I, I like the idea. It's it's definitely a path that's going to help a lot of people. So, um, yeah, that's the intent, you know, yeah. is to help educate business owners, um, tell them what's ahead and how to stay ahead and, um, how, how to be you, most effective on social media. So how do you, how do you, how do you get people to, to trust the guidance? Cause I know you probably have gotten people that second guess it. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when people start second guessing it? Like they're not seeing the growth. They're not seeing any action. Mm -hmm. what, what would you, What's your plan then? Yeah, a couple of things. So number one is understanding why. Mm -hmm. You know, why are they second guessing it? So I kind of like set the expectation up front. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is not something you do in a day or a couple of days or a few weeks or even a few months and magic happens, right? Like think of it like working out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to the gym for just a day and all of a sudden I'm, I have six pack abs. You know, I'm going to lift more tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so like it takes time, yeah. you know, building a business takes time. Um, marketing and branding takes time. So I tell people you got to be doing the right things for at least a year mm -hmm. until you start seeing the results that you want. Right. So um, so it's it's setting that expectation up front. So then they're like, OK, well, that makes sense because they're a business owner themselves and they know how long it took them to grow their business right so they understand the importance of patience and and um just you know doing the right things and knowing that things take time so after that if they're still not getting results after a year then it's like what have you been doing you know like have you been posting consistently chances are they're not yeah. have you been posting every single day for a year probably not right probably a few times a week then of course you're not going to get results yeah um so it's typically one of those two, either they're like a month in or two months in and they're like upset they didn't get any results. Well, you know, it's because you're not being patient. You need to understand that it takes time. And um, if they have been doing it for a year, uh, then, you know, then there's something going on underneath. They're doing it wrong. You know, they're not po posting consistently. There's something else going on. But normally what I've noticed with small business owners is that most of them haven't even started. It's just so. clicking publish. I, I, <laughs> I promise you, I say the same thing where clicking publish is half the battle. Right. It's the, the fear of like, what are they going to think? Mm -hmm. Or is this just going to be hated or am I going to get canceled? Yeah, it's in, insecurity. You yeah. know, it's, it's like uh, overvaluing other people's opinion. Oh, yeah. You know, so once you can get over that hump, which I try to help people do, um, then it's a matter of, okay, what's the strategy? So like, how can we inspire people, motivate people to get started first? And then afterwards, how can we teach them the exact strategies to help them grow their social media? So what does something like that cost for to be with you guys? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so it depends. Um, you know, I uh, I don't want to tell anybody, you know, as exact price, yeah, and, you know, know. But so what we normally do 
um, Chris, is we first do a meeting, um, what I call like a discovery meeting, mm-hmm. to figure out their business. You know, like what are their business goals? Um, what what do they do exactly? How much do they charge? You know, like all of the details that we want to know. And then afterwards, we go out and we do research. So kind of like build their SEO pl- package or plan, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. So not not uh, we just do social media. We don't do anything else. So we only stick with what we're good at. We don't do SEO. We don't do pay ads. Well, so we was, just do organic. You're search. You're searching like for their oh, oh, search gotcha. engine yeah. mm-hmm. package, right. so to speak. A lot of people in what we do will understand that term as like, okay, they come with a search engine package and say, right. here's what we found about you. Mm-hmm. Here's oh, what we right. could do. Got Here, you. Here's our yeah. plan, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Exactly. Um, so we, we do the uh, research. We figure out their pain points, you know, like what they can do to improve. What are some things that are working well in their industry that, you know, we could probably help them with. And once we come up with uh, sort of like a strategy, we have a strategy meeting. Mm-hmm. So we share with them our findings and then they could either do it themselves, which if they want to do it themselves, I'm fine with that too. Cause yeah. I like to see other people win and succeed, you know? Yeah. So that's cool with me. If they are like, Hey, you know what? You can probably do it better than I can. Cause you specialize in it and I just don't have the time, which is usually what most people's uh, problem is, is, is not thing, being yeah. able to do it themselves. Cause they just don't have the time. Right. Yeah. Because you got to focus on what you're good at in your business and delegate all the other things. So that way you can move faster and grow faster, right? Yep. So, um, so uh, if they you know outsource it to us, that's great. We figure out like a custom package for them. So um, that's usually how we like help people. We don't just go in and say, "Hey, this is the price." It's not like a product. You know, this is a service. I hate, I hate when people are like two ninety nine, right. six ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine. Yeah. You're not going to get the same. You're not the same. Exactly. No, no business is identical unless you are two twins at the same block with the same customers. Mm-hmm. People are spending the exact same, talking the same. Yeah. It's just not going to work. <laughs> and uh, too many of these course fanatics, oh, yeah. and I am so anti-masterclass, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's you're teaching something that worked for you yeah. to people it's not going to be the same for and so it's, you can't generalize everything. Exactly. So if you do something like that where it's custom packaging, mm-hmm. here's where your pain points are, that's fantastic. Yep. But people, I, I, there's so many of these guys that I know, they're like, this is exactly identical for everyone. Right. Here's your new operating policy. Yeah. Starting today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't I care, rem- but I feel like... I remember that in, um, in college, I... Uh, I was doing an internship. It's not your typical internship where you go get coffee for people Mm -hmm. and stuff and doing like all the grunt work, right? Um, It was an entrepreneurial internship where they actually um, have you do business. So what they did was their business model, um, they're a painting company. They're called College Works Painting. Shout out to College Works Painting. Mm -hmm. They would hire these interns. They would invest in these interns, a few thousand dollars, and they taught them how to run an exterior house painting business. So they would uh, teach us how to go out there door to door and get leads. Oh, yeah. And then they would taught us, you know, go into the home and do like a presentation, how to close on the spot. Oh, that's fantastic. Yep. And then afterwards, how to hire a team of painters and teach them how to paint a house and then manage the project all the way until the end, dealing with clients. So I did that for three years. And that's where I really got my business experience. I ran a... Um, I think it generated close to 750,000 revenue in college. You just know, just painting business. lead generation? Uh, lead generation and, you know, um, you know, scaling and, you know, doing sales. So you paid your 
college debt fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. have any college debt. <laughs> so, um, I grew that business to like seven managers, 16 painters on my team. So it's pretty sizable business. And so, um, that was where I got my business experience, you know, and one of the things that we learn is that, you know, uh, we, w- our prices were a little higher, but you know, I remember there were, there are always some price shoppers, oh, right? Yeah. They're like, I know a guy down the street that can do it for X number of dollars and super cheap, right? And so we figured out, you know, I had to learn how to objection handle that and tell them about, you know, you're comparing apples to oranges. You know, like I I remember this um, a few, I think it was a few few days ago, I saw this funny TikTok video that went viral. And it was, the caption was like, you know, like when a a customer says, I know someone can do it cheaper. And it's like this total fail. It's like this guy, he was like oh, cutting yeah. the tree. Did you, have, did you see I, that? I've seen video? a million of them, but in our industry, there's, there's always the, somebody can do it cheaper and then they bring it to you after. Like mm-hmm. when a customer says they can do it cheaper and they open a phone, except there is no phone. Right. It's hollow. what they do with your parts? Right. Or, the, you know, they're missing panels. Mm-hmm. Too often I tell people, similar, I know you've heard this quote, you can either get it cheap, fast, or good. Mm-hmm. Pick two. Right. So if you want it fast and good, it's not going to be cheap. Right. If you want it fast and uh, cheap, then it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. If you want it good and cheap, it's not going to be fast. Right. So it's you've got to make your your uh, your amends there somewhere. You're going to lose something. Right. But if you find that happy medium where you feel like you got all three, mm-hmm. don't go anywhere else. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's with me. Mm-hmm. I'm very transparent with right. the expectation up front. I am not fantastic at everything. Mm-hmm but I'll work for you on anything right. that you pay me to. Exactly. So it, uh, it, it's much easier. We're kind of like your, your hobby handyman for hire for Definitely. electronics. I have right now, I think three Christmas gifts that uh, people have brought in like d- uh, decorations. And we have a bo- banjo playing skeleton that mm-hmm. doesn't power on from last year. Probably left the batteries in corroded. We'll clean it up, charge right. them 20 bucks, be on your way. But we fix just about anything. Yeah. And so it's, it's a hobby to us. We get to tear shit down for a living. Mm-hmm. We love it. Right. We need to shoot more content of it. We, we did have a guy who was strictly admin doing TikTok for us and it worked. We got, I think 10 or 11,000 followers, wow. but we just let it die after he quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, technically we found out he was, uh, selling things of ours on the side. Oh, no. Hey, people try and take advantage where they can. Yeah. Um, but one of his posts that went viral, it was like 300,000 views in 24 wow. hours of That's just amazing. a speaker that had a customer had thrown bananas and like chocolate milk into, and it was disgusting. So we just showed the inside, look at how people treat their home speakers. Right. And, uh, it was ungodly That's amount crazy. of turnout and comments of like, Oh no, I would never do this mm-hmm. to my electronics. Well, you probably have. <laughs> right. Uh, just mo- most people don't look at them. So. Right. Um, but no, it's inspiring, man. The idea of, of doing it in a different way compared to most of these guys just selling these these breached items where it's right. like, no, I've done it. Trust it. Yeah. Doing it with more quality. And exactly. I think it's going to work out pretty good. You said 2026 is your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2026 um so I have some big goals. You know, this is uh, the first business that I start is uh, the marketing agency. Uh, my next business venture is going to be a uh, venture fund. Oh, nice. So investing into businesses, startups. Um, you know, I don't know if you remember, but after college and after, you know, doing that 
the painting business, I worked at a startup accelerator. So for those of you who don't know what a startup accelerator is, it's a company that helps other startups achieve a few years of growth within a few months. And so did it through sales teams, marketing teams, and also venture capital investors that would invest a few hundred thousand dollars into these companies um, to grow and scale. And so um, I loved it. You know, I loved working there. I loved, I started having a passion for startups and I love entrepreneurs and um, people that have an idea and bringing it to reality that's impacting the world in a positive way. So that's the second business that I'm going to be starting is a venture fund to be able to help, you know, people and um, help startups that are making an impact in the world. So, um, so that's the, that's the next step. But by 2026, you know, that's probably when I'm going to be starting that venture fund as well. Um, so you'll back off of phone uh, media just phone, a little bit. Yeah, probably hire, operate, you know, yeah. have a CEO or have someone else do it while I start the next business venture. Yeah, it's yeah. always a few years. I think I've been doing Love to Fix for now almost nine years yeah. this month. Wow. It's, yeah, nine years. Jesus. That's a long, it's a long time. time. So now I'm just now starting to back up and say, hey, somebody else do it. Yeah. Handle all the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea of moving. But they're the first couple of months where I was training guys to like, don't ask me questions. Yeah. I'm not here. I may be here working on things I need, mm-hmm. but I'm not here. Yeah. Was such a, a debilitating and soul crushing idea <laughs> where it's like, this is my baby. I got to let it fly. Right. And uh, I think a lot of people are operators before they're owners. Definitely. You know, they are working in their business and they calculate that as like, I need to be the, the foothold at mm-hmm. all times. But once they have employees, they need to delegate those tasks exactly. to. That's where you get the, the content side of things where you can be like, mm-hmm. have a little more free time, right. pick up a hobby, pick up exactly. a passion project. And I see where people are lacking is they're not finding this passionate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, social media and content is passionate. I, yeah. I know my kids are going to be into it, so why not? Right. I may be 32 years old this year. So I'm not too. I'm not too old where I can't pick up a cell phone and shoot a funny video. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed some content yesterday. I was very <laughs> mad about, but um, <clears throat> being in a, a Starbucks line while somebody is screaming is always <laughs> it's the best. Um, but you know, <laughs> little things that you miss. That's why I've got the vlog camera out today, right? Uh, trying to catch everything, but. Um, no, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, it's been course. great. I will put your uh, your links, your website. And all your uh, your content that people can find down below this video. If you're interested in working with Faux Media, everything's here for you. Especially this day and age, if you're not posting content, at least reach out. Have them show you where the pain points are. You, you won't regret it. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's yeah, been great. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's always great to reconnect. And you know, I always admire your... Um uh, your strengths of figuring things out, but also running a business at a young age. Oh, you know? it's hard. Yeah. It's, uh, especially now with kids, it's interesting oh, yeah. because, uh, I think that's, what's accelerated the semi retirement I'm trying to have mm-hmm. in not like hustling for every, you know, penny every day. It's more of, okay, here's what we need 10 years from now. Right. So I understand when the billionaires say that I don't care if I make a hundred thousand or a dollar. Mm-hmm. If it's moving, it's moving. Right. So like growth anywhere is good now. Exactly. As long as it's not going backwards. Yeah. So if anyone understands that, you know, we appreciate you viewing, listening, subscribing, and we'll check you out later. All right. Thanks. See you later. Bye.